ball so hard, need a warm up. I back that at the warm up. Yeah. Big time stunner, I'm out here on the come up. I beat the pussy drummer, I roll up no more. Hello, world. I'm Shawa Evans. And I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black, Black Hipster, Hipster, where we talk about black pop culture, gay pop culture, and sometimes other, other shit. Uh, so, Stanley, seeing yeah. that this is our first episode, I mm-hmm. think that we need to kind of define exactly what is a black hipster and what makes us black hipsters. Yeah. yeah. So first, um, I think it's ironic though that you know we would even say black hipster because um, the term hipster was originally kind of in, intrinsically black, right? Mm-hmm. Um, hipsters started in like the '40s, jazz culture. Um, they were black people. <laughs> yeah. It started mm-hmm. actually with the term hepcat. And then eventually hep turned into hip and then mm-hmm. stirs, of course, just being anything is a stir. Um, okay. Right. Um, and then it became hipster, right? If you were a white person and you wanted to be a hipster, you were, you kind of got involved in that jazz scene, which was very much a black scene. So, mm-hmm. um, and then over time it just kind of evolved. And of course now in the United States, like a hipster is like this like, young white person who gentrifies a neighborhood right right i think when people hear the term hipster that's what they think of you know someone who works in the arts and mm-hmm. kind of has this i don't give a fuck kind of attitude um lives their life you know in elbow patch sweaters and fedoras yeah. and you know takes you know two <laughs> two two by fours and a crate and turns it into a coffee shop and charges you seven bucks Exactly. Yeah. Of coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really ironic, but um, the the other irony too is to identify yourself as a hipster is very non hipster in itself because the whole point of being a hipster is you kind of have this I don't care attitude yeah. and you don't like labels. So to even call yourself as a, a hipster is very non hipster of you. So um, that's real weird. funny. Very weird. Yeah. Um, well, Stanley, do you remember when you first discovered that you were a black hipster? No, I remember um, <laughs> the moment, some of the few moments, first moments that you called us, you referred to us as black hipsters or just hipsters. Well, I and, call you a hipster all the time. No, I think, well, I, well, for me, I think I remember it maybe when we lived in Jersey City. and Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that was probably the first time because that was a um, sort of after we had come together. We We have a long history of living together, so... Uh, you know, in college, post college, uh, a couple of years. So yeah, you just can't seem to stop following me around, huh? Well, you know the <laughs> so, you know we'll give you that history on another episode, and it's <laughs> it's, it's it's very entertaining. You'll love it, I know. But uh, yeah, she referred to us as sort of gentrifying, in a sense, our own neighbor in this neighborhood in Jersey, which was not which was neither. I'm from Boston, she's from Brooklyn, from Bed Stuy. So uh, we had moved to Jersey. So Jersey City. Uh, we sort of stuck out like sore thumbs and we definitely did not belong there. Well, that was because, too, we were the only people that used to go to that kind of cute bakery. Oh, Which yeah. we, we were holding on. Yeah. We were like... And that Wait. was a hipster spot. That definitely was... <laughs> it was owned by this, like, what was he? It German? was like... Uh, it was like Korean and... Um, well, like somewhere German. Was he not German? No, it wasn't German. It was like... Um, I get what you're like Eastern European for sure. Yes, definitely. But no, the other owner was Korean, yes. and that's why they used it was to have a woman, that. Right? No, it was a guy. It was an older guy, and they used to have that like kimchi thing they used to put yeah. on. It'd be like pierogies with kimchi, and I was yeah, like, I this think, is weird. I, it seemed, <laughs> it me, it seemed so like the, the the owner, one of the owners, definitely the guy that we saw there most of the time, was tall, 
sort of blue, dirty blonde guy had traveled a lot. And I think he was definitely, yeah, he was definitely a hipster. And also he had married or was dating this Asian woman. Yes. Who would I, be in the store? Yes, and I think that of. that was where that connection came with the other owner. Yes. Who, I don't think you saw him, but I saw him because I used to be at that cafe a bunch. Well, because, you know, when you're a writer, you just like yeah. to take your computer and go to the cafe. Exactly. You don't have Wi-Fi at home. So. And just so you know, in the neighborhood that we lived in in Jersey City, Jersey City, hood. yeah, it was a hood. Jersey City is a very diverse <laughs> neighborhood, but there are pockets of it that... Well, yeah, it's, it's it's up and coming. Well, Jersey is like Jersey City is like Brooklyn mm-hmm. in that regard. Jersey City used to be all hood, uh, like, okay. like those areas by Grove Street, mm-hmm. and that was all hood. Yeah. If you go just a few blocks, it starts to just get way more hood by yeah. the Grove Street area. Yeah. So all the people are moving in now. You know, they want to live in a luxury building. Mm-hmm. All these cute condos, all these shops and stuff. Uh, that's new. Yeah, that and we lived happened. near Journal Square. We lived off of the Journal Square stop. And I did some research just reading about Jersey City, and they said it was probably one of the most diverse sort of city um, city areas in the United States. It had, you know, you see Indians, you see people from the Middle East, you see Black people who that were Black sense. American from the Caribbean, you know, um, Hispanic people, Latino people. You see all these different sort of cultures and things. In this neighborhood, which we did see, oh, but yeah. it was definitely. I mean, my thing is, I think of sort of indicators of sort of an up and coming or hood neighborhood is definitely, you know, <laughs> lack of trees or you know, if there's a Mandy or Rainbow or there's a lot of ninety nine cent so stores. Wrong for that. Well, home. it's mostly liquor stores and liquor stores. check cashing places, yes. and we certainly had those. Yeah, and we loved a good ninety nine cent store. I still do. They had the best. Yeah. I'm telling you, I look, right. I'm from Brooklyn. Yes, Kennedy and on Bergen. Right. We live right between Kennedy and Bergen. They had the best discount stores. Yeah. I still have some of the stuff I got from those discount stores. <laughs> Listen, that little dinner party I put together exactly. for my thirty first birthday, you better believe I hit mm-hmm. that discount store yeah. to save some money. Oh, they were the best. But why why did you say we were hipsters in Jersey City? So I think that. one day we were walking down the street and I think we were going either to um, like Grove Street to go to brunch or something mm-hmm. like that. And you had this coat on <laughs> and it was like big shoulders. Probably, and I think I still like, have it. We got it from, uh, from a vintage, vintage store. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yes. And it's kind of tapered at the bottom. I think it's like one button. And then you had this like super rapey hat on. You know how I feel about yeah. Little rapey hats, mm-hmm. um, and I think a purse, <laughs> yeah, like a, purse. Yeah, yeah, with like a um, monster or Gabrielle or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you were in this like, like s- sort of run down '80s jacket with this mm-hmm. like six hundred dollar purse and this rapey hat, and just traipsing because you were traipsing, honey, <laughs> traipsing through the neighborhood with <laughs> like, me, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the hell I had on. Probably something um, as some really cute sneakers and probably, I don't know where we were going, but say you had on your cute sneakers and like a sweat, not a sweatsuit, because you probably weren't doing that, like wearing that as much. But I Yeah. You, I bet I didn't have a purse. Yeah. I'm yeah, pretty sure I didn't that. carry a pocketbook if I didn't have to. Yeah. We were just walking around. It depends on where we were coming from. No, I, we were coming from home. We were okay, going okay. to somewhere. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then but then there was another time too. We were 
go into that bakery. Yeah. And I was like, we are really the only people going to the bakery. It was expensive. Where was the neighborhood? We did get a lot from people when we would talk, just conversing, just we would meet people randomly sometimes. Mm-hmm. And people would say, you guys are not from here. We definitely we got that a lot. Out, people like, would say, you guys, where are you guys from? You're not from around. We got that more than once. Do you remember? I don't know if it was in Jersey City or... Well, I get that anywhere, especially when oh. I say things like hipster. But but no no, I think even when Brooklyn. people were just looking at it, like before we would have a conversation with yeah. people, there were a few people who would say, "You guys are not from here." Yeah. And I mean, she and I are both from different places. That um, are all the the hood. So yeah yeah. So we so it. I think it just depends on. Yeah, I mean, New York is very different from Jersey, very much so, especially where we were. Oh, for sure. And um, Boston is very different. Well. Certain areas, a lot very different from Jersey as well. So it just depends on. Well, it's funny because the annual Posse Conference, I went this summer and there was kind of like this open forum and we were discussing, we broke out into smaller groups and we started bringing those smaller conversations to a larger conversation. And um, we were kind of talking about, you know, the differences and like once you go to college and. Mm you know, how you change, and I was saying that this conversation came up. One of the young ladies, she mentioned being in, I think, like, Bushwick or something like that, and Mm -hmm. she's Asian, and she's just like, you know, I walk around, I realize, like, I'm the person that doesn't belong. She's like, and then, you know, eventually you start seeing all these white people move in and whatever, and I'm like, yeah, that's something that, as people who have now gone to college and traveled the world and now... Um, a lot of our, our peers are going to be in a certain um, socioeconomic bracket, you will become gentrifiers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's a very interesting conversation because I was like, look, I grew up in Brooklyn. I can move to any hood in America and I feel like I belong. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. But like, do the people who live there feel that way? I'm pretty sure they probably don't because there's kind of this sense of like, well, you're not from my hood. So, yeah. You're different. And it's true. It's true. Right. Yeah. But then the question, I said, but then that begs the question, am I a gentrifier? I mean, I, I think, think the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we have to, we should look at the definition of gentrifier. So it's that gentrification. <laughs> you know, you know what it means, but sometimes definitions can sort of uh, help you frame things a little bit better. Yeah, but then also, too, there can be, like, you know, the dictionary definition, and then it's what is that, how is that in practice, yeah. right? Like, what sure. is it really? I think at the end of the day, we are gentrifiers when when you're now, you know, making a certain amount of money, and you're looking for a certain amount of comfort or yeah. a certain something in your neighborhood. Like, you're like, oh, no, there has to be cafes, mm-hmm. and I have to have laundry in my unit, or, yeah. you know, you want a pool or a roof deck, and a lot of different things and they bring these things to these neighborhoods Mm -hmm. for people like you these things right they build these new buildings look around new york there's new construction everywhere all these luxury apartments luxury buildings for people who are not living here not people who are from new york it's for Mm -hmm. people who are coming to new york yeah so yeah essentially it does make you a gentrifier if you were to move to some neighborhood in montana and these are the things that you're looking for. You're like, nah, it's got to be, you know, craft beer bar and cafes yeah. and this and a third. Yeah, it does make you gentrify it. If the result is the people that live there and the people that grew that community 
get pushed out so that you and people like you can move in and live in comfort, yeah. you are a gentrifier. So that's true. Yeah. Maybe we feel less bad about it because of the melanin. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I think then the flip side too is that you know it, it it's a weird place to be, right? You're kind of stuck between rock and hard place. Um, you know, sorry to use cliches, but the issue is that everybody wants nice things where they live. Exactly. <laughs> everybody wants Everyone to have these does. things, right? Yeah. If what you enjoy is a nice scoop of ice cream mm-hmm. or a coffee, whatever you want, ice cream parlors and parlors. Okay, how old are you? You want ice they cream should places? Bring back ice cream <laughs> they should though. Yeah. You know, there's still like a couple of Carvels around the city. No. Yeah, it's like super you used random. You love the car. You like yeah. that? It was an ice cream. Cake? The flying saucer. It's the one with the um the pistachio ice cream. Oh that. yes, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we digress. But mm-hmm. no, what I was saying is like everybody, you know, if you like these things, you want coffee shops, you want nice restaurants, places you can go out and have a good time, mm-hmm. right in your neighborhood, walking distance. Everybody wants these things. Exactly. The problem is that a lot of times these things aren't brought to the neighborhoods until there's. A certain look mm-hmm. right until the the neighbors have a certain look yeah um so it just sucks because in order to get that thing you have to kind of go to those neighborhoods mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> as opposed to you know we don't have the kind of money to bring those things to our exactly. neighborhoods how often did i say i was going to petition i was going to write starbucks mm-hmm. to open a starbucks in jersey, in city, jersey city by where we lived and i remember talking to someone about it and they were like starbucks won't open here they're just like if the people who live here don't drink Starbucks, it's not a good look for Starbucks. And I'm like, who doesn't drink Starbucks? Everyone drinks Starbucks. Yeah. Right. I said, plus, part of it too, Starbucks, especially the Lord, is like, if you open a Starbucks, people will go to yeah. it. Like, yeah, it's That's pretty true. simple. That's true. And mm-hmm. now there's what? A Starbucks right there at Journal Square. Which amazing. It's yeah. literally what I said. In the station? It probably replaced yeah. Dunkin' Donuts? It no, it didn't. So that Dunkin' Donuts is still across the street. No, Starbucks is right at the station, like right where Dwayne Reed was. Oh. It's there. It's totally right yeah, they there. Have Reed. Yeah, yeah but I kept saying, hello, it's a huge hub. Yeah. How many people get on and off the train at Journal Square? It yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Starbucks is into making money, right? Mm-hmm. So it's funny how like these places won't open and it's a cycle, right? But then at the same time, being like a black gentrifier it's like part of it is you are still if you are part of the fabric of the community it's about if you care about that community and i think a lot of times even if it's not where you grew up as a black person there's always that camaraderie right Mm -hmm. there's always that sense of black community just as a whole Mm -hmm. across the nation across the world like you go somewhere where there's black people and you know when you somewhere and y'all are only two or three black people and y'all fight each other across the room and Y'all give each other that that sort of like look of recognition, yeah. like if something go down, we stick together. Yeah. Like <laughs> it, it's unavoidable. It's like instinctual. Yeah. Right. Like, mm. Right. And I think the same goes like when you move into a black neighborhood. So when it's not even your own home, you still feel a sense of home being surrounded by other black people. When something happens, that you're like, no, this is my community. When something goes wrong you stand up and you want to back up that community. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you don't feel that sense, then yeah, you're a gentrifier. <laughs> well, because part of it is, right, if you are invested in that neighborhood. Yeah. So I think you can be white and not be a gentrifier mm-hmm. if you are invested in the growth of that neighborhood and the people who built that neighborhood originally. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. It makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just, so taking it back to 
I think we should tell people or give people an idea of what makes them or how can you sort of uh, find out if you're a black hipster. Oh, so basically our list of this makes you a black yeah, hipster. Yeah, and this is, the, this is the defining list. So if you have any other things to add, they're probably not right. So if you <laughs> want to find out if you are a hipster, this is the best way to do it. Well, or we should actually open uh, it up for people to email us. We'll give the email at the end of the podcast. But there might be uh, some yeah. really, really good ones that people that have we that we should of. add to the list. Yeah, I think so. We've we, we got, what, 25 things on this list. And if you own seven, seven of these things. Yes. If you own seven of these things, then that makes you a black hipster. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, number one is if you own a record player. Mm-hmm. So, Stanley, you need to take a tally because yeah. as... As I was making this list originally, a certain somebody was like, is this just a list about Stanley? Yeah. <laughs> we won't mention who that certain someone is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I got my pen. Sorry if I'm banging around over here. I'm just, I'm taking a tally for myself. Um, okay, so own a record player. That I do. It is right behind me. It is. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> Black and white checkers. It is cute. My like a chessboard. Uh-huh. And it was from Urban Outfitters. It was course. from Urban Outfitters, which is like the number one retailer of um, record. Well, definitely of hipsters, <laughs> but definitely of record players. By the way, I've been shopping at um, Urban Outfitters since I was like 16 years old, and I'm now not 16 years old. So um, it's been over, almost 20 years since I've been shopping at Urban Outfitters. Jeez. I should get a certificate on something. Are yeah. the clothes still relevant for you? Because I feel like oh, Urban's look it. is still, it's, it's, it's useful still and it's always been that way. Oh. So as you get older, do you kind of grow out of the look? Well, no, because I mean, I think you always need a, unless your wardrobe changes, and if you're still wearing jeans, then they're always going to have jeans. If you still like certain types of shoes or boot or something, you know, yeah, you can always find something that you like, I yeah. think. But it's very funky. It's very funky. But I, I mean, I don't think I dress in a funky way. I think I'm very simple. So I yeah, like I don't good, think you're like yeah, that. Yeah, I like a good jean. If I do put something funky on, then maybe one thing would be funky, then that's just a shoe or shirt. You know, I'm like that. I'm a t-shirt and jeans type, jeans type of guy with a bag. I love a good bag. You do love yourself a good bag. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> sorry, we'll get back to the list. No, no, no worries. So you own a record player. Do you I own do a record player? Record you player. do not. I huh? wanted one, but I do not own a record player. Oh, yeah. maybe I should get you one for housewarming. Yeah. You just I have moved. A, I that just would be moved. a nice yes. gift. I have a speaker. Which is from Urban Outfitters. Like one of those like Crosley, they also like make. Like for a record player? It, um, no, 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 like portable speakers that they sell in Urban right. Outfitters. It's like floral, which is in. Will that connect to my record player? Because the speakers always seem really crappy. I think there's a wire. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Okay. If you have a corduroy or tweed blazer or one with elbow patches. I know I've seen you with an elbow patch blazer. I don't have an elbow. I have a, I have a corduroy blazer. I definitely have one. That's light brown, tan, but I don't have. Maybe that's one thing. I have a jacket, a coat that has elbow patches. All right, make sure you're taking the towel. Okay. If you smoke a lot of marijuana, and by the way, smoke a lot of marijuana is just let's just say you do marijuana, because mm-hmm. I don't want anybody trying to be slick. Like, well, I do edibles. Yep, that counts. That's yeah. probably more hipster than smoke. No, smoking is very hipster. Yeah. So. We won't, Stanley, you don't have to identify if that one pertains to you. You gotta go to work on Monday morning. Um, if you have records for said record player and or think that it's a good date activity. I do not have a record player, as I just um, said. You do. And do you have dates? Do you structure dates with your boyfriend around records? I do not because, A, that's kind of like one of those corny first date hipster things. Uh-huh. 
also my boyfriend, my baby mama, Al, um, thinks that the record player is a horrible idea. He thinks wow. the sound is extremely shitty. He's oh. like, this is why they have MP3s. I'm like, you're the worst. He's a big, like, that crotchety old man. Well, you did mention that your speakers are better. Speaker <laughs> yeah, the speakers are not that great. the speakers are better than that. Yeah, the sound is fine. Yeah. Plus, also, it has Bluetooth. Like, this oh. is a new record player. Yeah. So, you can just, I just, like, stream, like, Spotify and Pandora mm-hmm. through the record player. So, sometimes... I don't play records, but I do have records. And even though he was against it, he got me that SZA on vinyl, which yes. I really wanted. Yeah. So I was very excited about it. And it that. sounds, it has, I like the sound that the record players sort of give up. Yeah, it it's like that old tiny. Yeah, it's cute. Like original hipsters. Yeah, oh. it's adorable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, full circle, full circle. <laughs> Tying that back around. If you like to watch movies on a projector and you would pay to do this, even if it's a movie that you've seen a bunch of times. The both of us, I think. Well, I will speak for the both of us. I think I'm probably more into it than she is. You're very much more into it than me. Yes. I was like, fine, I'll go. And it was cool, but I was like, $20. Well, this is in Manhattan, New York, um, in Manhattan and Brooklyn, in Williamsburg, I believe. They have rooftop films. Well, we went. Yes, we went to Williamsburg. And um, the land is, of the, the land of sisters. Yes, yes, adorable. <laughs> and um, they have these movies that they play, a series of movies during the summer. I think primarily during the summer where they show movies on a rooftop mm-hmm. um, during the year. And you can pay like, I guess, $20 or so to see it. You, they have these really cute lounge chairs. They offer beverages and snacks. Offer beverages? Well, for offer, they offer them for sale. Yeah, that's not you for You can free. buy, you can also bring in your own food, which you is can, nice. You can. Yeah, we. All that food we bought? Well, I wasn't sure we that was like allowed. Dominican- oh, we do, because we, we do. We yeah. do tend to do that everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, uh, yeah, no, it was like BYOB and bringing oh, food okay. and all that stuff, which is why we did that. Yeah. yeah. And if I want to pay $20 to sit and watch Coming to America, which I can do the words for, mm-hmm. then you best believe I'm going to bring yeah. my own food. But why I think, just as, a, just as a side note, I think it's always good to do that in New York because outdoor space is such, for most yeah, people, it's not. Yeah, it's a commodity. So you want to, a nice night, summers in New York are definitely a thing because it, we're on the East Coast and it's cold a lot of the year. You want to get out, you watch a movie, it's nostalgic with your friends, you're having a good time, you're having a couple of drinks. I love it. And, and I grew up in the city, so we did not have many opportunities to watch movies outside. I've been to one drive through movie my whole life. And I've always thought that was really cool. So projecting a movie is kind of... No, I'm sorry. What is it? The drive-in. The drive-in. I actually... Yeah. When we went to Atlanta, they Mm -hmm. still have... Like, actually, it's the one that... Do you watch... Oh, I think you watched um, Being Mary Jane. And it was in the the last season that they had where they went to the Mm drive-in. It is huge. It's huge. Yeah. And I specifically wanted to see a scary movie Mm -hmm. because I was like, oh, it's the drive-in. Mm-hmm. It was so crappy. First of all, what, was, what do you? <laughs> I mean, the movie was bad because the movie was bad. Oh. I, I think I told you about this. I don't remember what the name of the movie, but like <laughs> the villain's name was like Elaine. I was like, oh, oh Elaine. Elaine, she's so scary. <laughs> it was so stupid. I like Karen or something like oh, that. God. It was like your mom's Linda. name. Yeah, Sheila. I was like <laughs> Sheila. I was like, yeah, that's scary. But then also, you don't realize like all the other movie watchers. They're really disrespectful to the process. Like this one, people was like, "Turn your lights off, turn your lights off." Oh. Then other people like kept getting out of their cars, so their lights kept coming on. And then there was people who wanted to light up their weed, but then it was like, "Could you move that away from my car?" Because I'm good with that. I mean, people was like. Was it during the summer? 
Was it well, warm now? Yeah, it was the middle of August, and it was really hot in Atlanta. But mm-hmm. like people like had their like little chairs, their little like lawn chairs. And so they took these? them out. They took them out of their cars to sit. And I was like, is it the purpose of you can watch the movie? You're not going to hear it. You have to tune like the radio sure, station. Yeah. It was just like a mess. It was a hot fucking mess. I, yeah, I never thought about that. If it's in the summer and you're watching in your car, that's very bad for the environment because you're running your car. Emissions. Emissions. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, that's the thing. You're supposed to turn off like your car and... I mean, you can just, you can turn off the engine. You just leave it so you have the radio on so you can tune it in. But what but if like it's on a hot, a hot night and you want the AC? Mm, yeah, probably don't go to the drive-in. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not go to the drive-in. Yeah, it would be hotter like inside your car. Degrees. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. Unless you have a convertible, which is just better because you're going to be hot outside anyway. Right. But that's the thing. I think that's why people will get out of their cars because it's warm. But I'm like, how do you hear? I was like, they ain't here to watch no damn movie. They had to look at the movie and smoke their weed because it was literally like four fifty per car. Mm. So I think it was like, well, you can get anybody in there or something amazing. like that. I don't remember. I could be wrong about that, but I just remember that it wasn't as great of an experience as I thought it would be. Well, do you think it would have been a better experience if, say, the people weren't as annoying? Oh, for sure. I think, too, Just and this might just be a me thing in terms mm-hmm. of my preference. It's like put on my sweatpants and go at like one a.m. Oh, you know what I mean? So yeah, relaxing. just like snuggling. Cause we also went to the strip club right after, so I had on like this crazy dress oh, and the face was all made up, and I was like taking this bottle of wine straight to the head. So people were probably like, "Where are they going?" But maybe there were other people who were also going. Listen, to the strip club, the strip club is like the diner in Atlanta. Yeah. Everybody at that movie probably went straight to the strip <laughs> club after that. <laughs> which was its own interesting thing that's, that's a topic for another day oh that is God. not hipster being a stripper not, not hipster, hipster. No. no but I tell you what is what? this is number six on the list what oh is nice segue huh nice self-imposed poverty likely from working in the arts or a non-traditional job check that one yeah. out yeah <clears throat> um, also if you know about streetwear drops but you don't work in fashion Streetwear yeah. drops is like a thing now. And we're talking about, of course, this, yeah, it's been a thing for like Supreme, Supreme, yeah, um, OVO, a lot of these brands. Exactly. And it's not just hipster, but it's very yeah. hipster. And any sort of sneaker collab or whatever, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. hipsters don't just wear tweed jackets anymore. No. That's a thing. Uh, oh, Stanley, you love this. If you love a weekend brunch with mimosas, but you pretend to prefer whiskey and cigars, I don't. Like know how this is we both of us love um weekend brunch with mimosas and i think that's a very basic thing that possible everybody loves that but then that's the point is like yeah hipster will like secretly love it but be like no let's listen to some records and drink some whiskey and smoke a cigar it's like you know you have brunch earlier today turning up well which is totally fine but i also (laughs) love um it's not i like i'm i'm not too knowledgeable on whiskey, but I do love scotch, and it's only like one or two scotches that I love. Okay. Cigars, I don't love at all. No, but, oh, uh, I smoke the hell out of those Cubans we brought back. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not gonna bring back a bunch of Cuban cigars and not smoke them. Well, like, what are they for show? That's true. I don't pay money yeah. to show things off unless yeah. it's like a dress or something. Oh, your body. <laughs> are you paying for that? Well, no, like, please you, do. You Remember, self imposed poverty. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever cut your own hair by choice, Stanley? No. 
Yeah, the hell you have. No, I have not. When we were in college, you used to have me like, oh, and yes. you used to have me finish up the sides because you used to have to take off your glasses and eat. I can't see. even imagine. First of all, how horrible my hair must have looked because <laughs> I cut it one day and I came to class and I was like, "You guys, I need someone to help me." They were like, "Don't ever do this to yourself again." Well, it was me went to school thirty minutes outside of Boston, and it was hard for me to find a barber shop. Shout out that, to Brandeis University. Yes. Oh. It's hard to find a black <laughs> barber or a black or someone who knew no, how to cut black. No, it was hair. hard to find a black barber in Walton. Yeah, so it's yes, it, I did not know <laughs> And so I didn't want to travel home um, every weekend or every two weeks to get my hair cut. So I had to think of something else I could do. So I started cutting my own hair and then growing it out. It was. Listen, but you can do those types of things. That's when you should be exploring, you know, when you're like in college or when you're a boy. Oh, I think in college, girls still don't do stuff like that. Well, girl, yeah, I mean, of course, that's a different type of, uh, <laughs> should we say, privilege? Yeah, absolutely, privilege. that's a privilege. Yes, that, I that have co- cut my own hair by choice. You have you dyed your hair, you cut your hair. I've done all kinds of things. You've done all kinds that's of things. That's why I got yeah. no edges now. Well, you've experimented, and you're not complaining about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. It's just, yeah, it's hair. Yeah, I'm always that. like, whatever, it's hair. Yeah, I get a, a nice wig. Yeah. I love me a good wig. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Oh, one thing we absolutely do is talk about sex in depth with each other and our other friends in public places. That's very helpful. We always have, yes. Yeah. If you shop at vintage stores and often pay a lot of money for those old-looking clothes, you're a hipster. If you own a pair of Chuck Taylors and probably don't even know who Chuck Taylor was, you're a hipster. Oh, this one I love. If you are vegan or pescatarian by choice, I got a couple friends that are going to ding me for this, but <laughs> that shit is super hipster. It is. It yes. is. And it's very healthy, depending on who you are. Some people, it's not. It's not for everyone. Everyone does not need to be vegan or pescatarian. Yeah. It's Do you know what healthy. that means? It's like fish on me, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm smart. Okay. I'm not into the, I'm not that into fish. That's my thing. I can never be pescatarian. Plus, I love lamb too much. What do you mean you're not I into fish? Lamb. You love, well, I guess. Exactly. No, I well, don't love fish. I barely like fish. It's okay. Salmon is, I mean, there are different types of fish, but I think you like fried fish, no? Eh. Well, that's the only way you need me to eat some yeah, damn fish. Fry it. I am a black person. Yeah. I might be a hipster, but I'm still black. Fry that shit. Fry is delicious. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we fry matzo balls. I was telling, oh. yeah, I was telling only about this. Um, we went to Brandeis, very Jewish school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was the only black. Now I wasn't the only black Jew. There was that one other kid, but he was also biracial. So people just like just would come up to me randomly at parties. I'd be grinding on somebody, and they'd be like. So I heard you Jewish. How'd that happen? I'd be like, nope, not the moment. Not the moment. moment. Yeah. Um, But no. And so I was telling Omri one day, because Passover was coming around, I was like, yeah, you know, my family always do homemade matzos. That was Mm -hmm. always a thing. And I'm like, and fried matzo balls. And he was like, fried matzo balls? Like, he couldn't believe himself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, we're Jewish, but we're still black. Yeah. We do fry a lot of stuff. And they're delicious. I think I've made them. You've had them before. I've never had the fried No? Well, because you you rarely fry things. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Fry. It's a lot of work. It's a, it's a lot of cleanup. She makes um, the best fried chicken I've ever had. And <laughs> I am originally from Alabama. Ooh, so, well, there we go. Yeah, well, that's, that's a compliment. That's that a compliment. Oh, yeah. honey. Well, she knows one it. day I will fry you some matzo balls and chicken. Oh, my gosh. My birthday's you coming up soon. It. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to do it for your okay, birthday. Let's okay. not. No. I said one day. It's not going to happen in like a month or so. Okay. Let's calm One down. can only wish. I'll, I'll wish. I'll pray about it. All right. 
We're getting down on this list. Number 14, you drink craft beer. Mm, I do love me a good craft beer. If you buy organic at the supermarket. Occasionally, but I think a lot of people do nowadays. Well, like it's a thing? I, just, I, I couldn't care less. Well, I think certain <laughs> things. Occasionally I will buy. Organic. Like what? What needs to well, be organic um, for you? Things like fruit, certain fruits that you have that don't have like an outer skin. Um, so I would usually buy like grapes organic. And I could be wrong, you guys, but I, could, I buy grapes. Well, do you organic. know what makes it organic? Well, usually um, the pesticides. The no, 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 no. I mean like at the supermarket, besides like the sign, how do you identify if it's truly organic? Oh, it's for me, it's only by the sign. Oh. And, and then certain, certain times I know you can tell, not that I can tell, but you'll see fruit that they um, label as organic and it's usually smaller than certain, <laughs> you know, like if you go get grapes, Damn. sometimes they'll well, yeah, be all the hormones and yeah, stuff to make it all nice and plump. Well, um, one of the coaches at Orange Theory Fitness, Midtown West, big shout out, mm -hmm. um, is uh, certified nutrition. And she said, and I'm forgetting, I might be mixing up the numbers, but it's like a four or a nine on the label, you know, the little stickers that they put on it. Mm -hmm. That is how you can identify if it's organic. It'll be labeled with, um, I think it's a four um, oh. on the sticker. So mm -hmm. look for that. Because okay, you know, sometimes that. people just be throwing things everywhere. That's true. In places. That's true. Like, oh, organic. And then you yeah. just pay three ninety nine for a bunch of regular oranges. Same. Oh. I'm sure that happens Yeah, all we'll the look time. into that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll yeah. ask her, but I'm pretty sure it was either a four or nine. Mm -hmm. If you look on the sticker, that's how you can identify if it's organic. And apparently they're not allowed to label it with that if it's not actually organic. But well, that's good. We know well, hopefully it's, yeah. Because even remember the things where they were talking about your food, remember it's all this stuff like zero fructose corn syrup and, and, and trans fat and all this. Mm -hmm. And then I, I think you have to say, if the label says zero grams of trans fat, right. that means they can still have trace some amounts, some amounts. Right. It has to say no this, like N-O has to be on there, no high fructose corn syrup or no trans fat. Right. So but we also know too with that stuff, it's, first of all, if it's a processed food, it doesn't matter. You yeah. can say it has zero trans fat. It probably has a million grams of sugar. Mm -hmm. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. if it's processed food it's processed food just own it if you want to eat it eat it but own it don't yeah. try to pretend like it's and everything's it's okay not. in moderation yeah so is, is that why you're buying organic food you don't want all that no well i mean all that well i try to mitigate stuff. you know like if i know if i'm having <laughs> if i'm having a i don't drink a lot of sugar drinks but say i drink a lot of wine and stuff so if i'm having wine then maybe i won't have fried food with my mind or maybe i'll have you know, try to level it out. Level it out. Is that how that works? Yeah. Well, for me, I feel like if I if I eat a pack of candy, then it's like okay, well maybe I can't have you know that dish that has a lot of fat in it, that slice of cake or whatever. Because so how much fat is in a pack of candy? Well, just sugar. I try to um, you know, be watchful of what I'm putting in my body. I guess that's nothing I should fault you for. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I do what I can. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll keep going on the list. If you have one or more degrees from a top-rated college or university. So I know people are going to be like, what? That's stupid. But it's that's part of it, right? Mm -hmm. And it, that's in conjunction with all these other things. So yeah. let's say you have two degrees from two top-rated universities, but you also have self-imposed. No, 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 no. <laughs> right, but then also have self-imposed poverty because you want to work in a very unorthodox or non-traditional yes. mm -hmm. field where there isn't a lot of funding or money or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's when you're edging towards hipsterism. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, oh, <laughs> if you don't have cable or claim that you don't watch TV, which you know how I feel about that. If you don't watch TV, you're a sociopath. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of hipsters are like, I'm watching a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, crazy. You know how much stuff I learned from TV? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I watch a lot of yeah. TV. And we are and still I love it. On, in, on, in the golden age of television. Television's never been better. No, I don't know about that. Well, they talk, I mean, with the, the sort of rise <laughs> a of lot Netflix. Of really bad stuff out no, there. there is a lot of really bad stuff, but I think for the last six or seven years or so, Television has been getting a lot better. Even um, broadcast television, even a lot of say a lot of stories um, that are much more inclusive of people of color, much more inclusive of oh, women. For sure. Who are leading shows? A lot of women, female actors have moved to television to to sort of make their mark, and the stories are a bit more serious for everyone. I think. Yeah. So it, it's grown. Not that all, all people of color, but for some of us. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it makes sense, right? There's going to be a lot of bad stuff out there with all the good stuff out there Mm -hmm. but i think also too we kind of and i'm hoping that we hit the apex with reality tv and now we're we're coming back around to actual scripted series and things i think we have more of them than we did we did before yeah Yeah. because reality tv took over for a while and it got pretty bad out there and i don't think reality (laughs) television is gonna go away it's not it's not gonna go away people love it yeah oh yeah yeah and I guess they always had how long, like HGTV and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. which is in a sense reality television, right? Uh, or or what, what would you consider them? I don't know. Home, home improvement show. I don't know. It's it's different though. It's it is like different. you wouldn't compare HGTV with like Love and Hip Hop. Oh, no, of course married not. Married at first Yeah, time. there's no sort of characters. You're not meeting <laughs> the same group of people over and over except the host. You know, it's really about, you know, what's going on as far as this aesthetics and you know, different cities that they're visiting. Right, or yeah. like it's a project, right? It's about yeah. a project that also gives the viewers knowledge on how to do things. Yeah, uh, that That is not the case with Love and Hip Hop. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Although, like, I'm not hating. I watch all of them. I watch the original New York, mm-hmm. Atlanta, Hollywood. Um, I don't know about Miami, y'all. I don't know. <laughs> Mona Scott, ugh, I don't know about Miami. That one didn't really do it for me. Um, but let's move on. If you wore a kefia in 2006, yeah. And why 2006? Because it was big. Kefias mm-hmm. were huge in 2006. It Do you want to tell us? For like three years. What is a kefia? <laughs> kefia. It's, it's the scars that um, kind of got, they became popularized like mm-hmm. early to mid, you know, 2006 or so um, that were traditionally worn in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And I don't. Maybe I need to do some homework on this. I don't care, actually. I don't need to do homework on this. Please <laughs> stop wearing kefias if, like, for, for, for trends for and for bad. It's really bad. Because they're cute scars. But yeah. now it's just like, now every time I see a kefia, I'm going to associate that with some dumb hipster. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And I'm like, no, no, some stupid frat boy, take that shit off. Um, if you won't work anywhere that doesn't let you keep your lumberjack beard. That is definitely true. Yeah. And for people of color, especially black men, sometimes that may be okay for us because we can't cut too close to the skin. Right, but there's a difference between so that and like a one. lumberjack beard. Yes, I like, like a lumberjack beard. Do you? Well, You're I, not a woman. Well, well, I am a man. <laughs> you don't. You don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> right, but you yeah. don't really understand why. Well, I used to there. make out with this guy, and he didn't have a lumberjack beard, just kind of like a shorter beard, and. We would, it was so bad, it was so bad that I would, um, 
bleed. Like there was um, sort of like right under your lip, your bottom lip, between your chin and your, your lip. Oh, God. That area would become so, um, not coarse, raw from the scrubbing that, yeah, they, I, I got some scabs a couple of times. So I can't imagine what a beard would be like. Jeez. A full beard. That's a bleeding? That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. That's a sacrifice. Did you love this man? No, I didn't love him. Uh-uh. I, you know, I, I guess I'm you're like, so I'm in the done. moment and you don't realize. And I'm like, it was painful while we were doing it. And then I get home the next day or whatever. And I realize, no, there's a scab there. Oh, my God. That would be torture for a woman. Yeah. Yikes. Because I also have hair on my face. So it, I can't imagine just Ooh. going sort of bare, That's pretty bad. supple skin. You know? Oh, Finley, have you ever gone glass blowing, axe throwing, shuffle boarding, or knitting as a fun activity? Glass blowing, yes. <laughs> I'm going idea. to go axe throwing, which her boyfriend came up with that idea, and I want to do it. Yeah, you guys can still, get that together. Yes. I'm going to pass on the axe throwing. I and do she love shuffleboard. shuffleboard. Yeah. I love shuffleboard. Listen, I learned how to play shuffleboard in high school from my old ass gym teacher. Shout out to Ms. Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, she was crazy, but I loved her, and I don't know why she taught us how to play <laughs> shuffleboard. We had all the equipment, and we used to play, and it was amazing. So, yes, there is a shuffleboard, um, like, group or whatever mm-hmm. here in Brooklyn. Yes. And one day, I ended up at this event, and they were there. We were shuffleboarding, and it was amazing, yeah. just as I remembered it. It was a lot of fun, and, yes, I would go back. What was it, Palms? Um it's called like palm shuffleboard. It's like a Gowanus. Yeah, another yeah. territory. I, I forget exactly where, but yes, shuffleboard, palms, or whatever. Yeah, okay. All right, let's see. If you have been to any religious celebration not of your own. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't do that, but you guys have certainly done that. Passover mm-hmm. dinner. Exactly. Yeah, lots of Passover my sisters. If you feel out of sorts if there aren't enough coffee shops and or bike shops in your neighborhood. No, not me. I like a cafe, but I don't I'm not a coffee drinker, so <laughs> Alright. If you still shop at either of these, Warby Parker, Tom's, Birkenstocks, Urban Outfitters, Stanley, that's definitely one for your yeah. tally. I have glasses, sure. so I'm at Warby and they're cheap. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. You got glasses. I do have glasses. Yeah. I don't think I have to claim any of these because I definitely don't shop at Warby Parker Toms or Birkenstock. And, and I have Birkenstock. And I yeah, use a lot of Toms. Exactly. But um, yeah, Urban Outfitters is the questionable one, but I feel like I have not bought anything from Urban in like years, mm-hmm. in a few years. Because I go in there to look at their records all the time, but I never actually buy anything. Well, okay. Well, I still think. That you should check that off just because you do go in there and you would buy something in there if you thought it was cute. You don't shop as much as you used to. Right. But I think, too, though, is that the aesthetic has changed for me. And, well, uh, my my aesthetic has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really checking for this stuff. Also, as I'm getting older, I'm like, what? How much? I'm not paying that for some fucking champion. That's true. Like, what the yeah. hell? Like, so, yeah. It, yeah, it has definitely changed for me. So I think. Uh, it's not to say I would never buy anything from Urban again. Like, that's just crazy. But it's just not somewhere that I regularly shop anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to skip that question. Because not okay. the baby. That's okay. If a bike, scooter, or skateboard is your primary mode of transportation, 
Well, one of us is guilty of No, that. I have a scooter, but it's not my primary mode. Well, yeah, I guess you're... And I love that damn scooter. Ooh, it's so much fun. Who's, who's primary mode of transportation? A lot of people bike and just skateboard. That's true. A lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, those people live in Manhattan because... Because uh, I've seen people, of course, who have their skateboards and they get on the train. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that they live far enough from the train so they skateboard there. And then when they get off their stop in Manhattan, <clears> usually, <throat> then they probably skateboard to work. Or... <laughs> hmm. They are just randomly on the train that day that you see them, and they mostly just skateboard everywhere. That's true. Oh, yeah. Because there are people out there. Yeah. Yeah. There are definitely people out there who just skateboard. Uh, uh, For for sure, they're bikes. There are people who just bike. They bring their little chain, their whole little getup. Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen, like, women on a bike with, like, their dress and their their shoes and their purse and men with, like, their, not necessarily suits, but, you know. Yeah, no. Sort of, You'll see a lady with a nice dress, but you won't see a guy in a nice suit on a bike. I mean, oh, I've definitely seen that like once or twice. But I've seen like guys who are dressed nicely, not in a suit and tie, but they're dressed yeah. obviously for work during rush hour. They have a skateboard, and I always say, "What if you get sweaty?" Oh yeah, yeah. I see them doing that for sure. Oh, you get sweaty if it's hot. Oh my god, forget mm-hmm. it. And my scooter is an electric scooter, and mm-hmm. I'd be sweaty careening down that hill mm-hmm. so, I mean, on 39th, oh my god, I'd be drenched in sweat by the time I got to the train. So what it meant if you had to go somewhere and you had a nice dress on, or, you know, we, we had an event recently, would you use your electric scooter to get there? Of course not. Please. I was, <laughs> first of all, I was going to take the subway because I can be frugal at times. Yeah. And I'm like, I got an unlimited but my shoes were so high, mm-hmm. and I was like, and I'm already running late. So I called an Uber. So I was like, let me just not be El Cheapo today and call an Uber. So, yeah, it, a skateboard is out of the question. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't even come to mind. No way. No way. All right. So last question. If you have the Starbucks app. <laughs> <laughs> I think that pretty much pertains to most people. Most people, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, most people, people are gonna. I do not, by the way. Oh, you don't. Boston ducking all day. But, that uh, surprises me. I do me. not drink coffee. No, I don't. I don't drink coffee either, don't drink really. Coffee. Yeah, but... and I'm really not into their. Not that I'm not into their treats. The only thing I would get would be their treats. Oh, that cheese. And there's a Dunkin' Donuts right across from me. Mm-hmm. There's also a Starbucks around the corner from there's, you. Yeah, but the Dunkin'. Donuts there's, so you're like, there's a Dunkin' Donuts across the street. This is New York. There's a Starbucks in oh, any point. direction. The, Dunkin', the like, Starbucks is close, oh, but the wow. Dunkin's is just right across the street. This is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm gonna add that to the list. If your coffee shop isn't within a two foot radius, well, you have an issue. No, with that. yeah, you're like I'm not walking that far. Oh yeah. my god, around the corner. Yeah, how sad. <laughs> so Stanley, I'm Tally up, and I'm without a doubt a black hipster. Um, but we already knew this, right? Um, how many of those things pertain to you? I had twelve. I have ten. Wow, yeah. seriously? I, think I, have 10. I have more on this list than you do. I think that makes sense. No, that is surprising. And of course, some of them are questionable, but I was very trying to be as honest as possible and check off and talk at the same time. You know, it's hard for me to multitask. So um, (laughs) I'm I'm pretty sure 10 is where I am. Mm -hmm. All right. And there you have it, folks. If at least seven of these things pertain to you, you are a black hipster. Mm -hmm. And now some of you non-black hipsters out there are probably going to want to take this list. And that's cool. That's fine. fine. It just makes you... A hipster. Exactly. Um, these things are not mutually exclusive to being black. However, this is the list we've made. 
Um, like I said, if you do want to uh, contribute to the list, if you have any suggestions, definitely feel free to email us at blackhipsterpodcast at gmail.com. Stanley, before we close out, is there anything you want to plug? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at like, is there something? No. Well, like? give the people your Instagram. Maybe they want to follow you. Maybe you have some insightful stuff that you throw up on the gram. I no, know. I do not. I'll, I'll keep my Instagram close to the chest for now. And then, I'll, and then I'll put it out there later on. Look you know? at him. You know, just, okay. I, I well, I'm going to plug a couple things. Um, you can follow me at Always Fashion Week on Instagram. Same for Twitter. Although, I wouldn't suggest following me on Twitter unless you want to see me yelling at the MTA about how slow the trains are. Because that's pretty much all I do on Twitter these days. Um, but yes, at Always Fashion Week on Instagram. You can also check out my novel, The Joe Juggle, which is available. It's a great on Amazon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's available on Amazon. The Joburg, the Joburg Juggle, excuse mm-hmm. me. Um, you can buy it in hard copy or you can also um, get the ebook version. And I think that's about it. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up. We're going to uh, close out with Womp Womp by Valet featuring Jeremiah. And you guys have a good one. We'll see you at the next show. Bye. Special well, pockets so fat that I need belly turtle fitness. Feet so fat I hit the pedal, blew the engine. Feet 12, ducking 12 like license is suspended. She's a slobber, all on my knock on the carpet. Sweet thing, and that pussy tastes like peach cobbler. Armor, never ever take her to me, mama. Just got a lineup and just added two more to my line.